receiving in progress, slash, excerpt 3 ready for transmission, slash, preparing to initialize, slash, initializing Project Phoenix Transmission 5 GRXP 2088. Meanwhile, back in the inner solar system, Mars and Mercury had reconciled and decided to work with Ganytech and the homeworld on designing a solar orbital station, construction of which started in April 2088. The Solus Orbital Station was embedded with a sun-side heat shield designed to withstand the extreme heat of the arcsphere. The SOS was manned with a skeleton construction crew of 50 until construction was completed in 2091, at which point a larger manning was assigned to the orbital station to generate power cells for consumption in the colonies and for emergencies on the BDX-4s. By this point, there were now eight additional BDX-4s, which ranged from 70 meters to 300 meters long, and possessed TS-class engines varying in capability from 5 to 8% of the speed of light, allowing for fairly quick response to emergency situations if called for, the fastest of which launched in November 2092, the 40,007 convalescents could reach speeds of up to 8.1% the speed of light if needed in an emergency. The TS-2 was made one of the convalescence's main priorities, as it was travelling between Saturn and Uranus, an area of space that was remembered for the calamity that took place just 10 short years prior. When the TS-2 broke down three years away from Uranus in 2093, the convalescence was called out to repair the damage to the engines and resupply the ship, reaching the TS-2 from Mercury in just 37 hours, a contemporary record considering the vast distance between the ship and Mercury. Eventually, the convalescence and TS-2 separated onto their respective courses as the TS-2 continued preparing to drop the Uranian relay alignment as it neared the third planet on its route. Meanwhile, in the inner solar system, Ganytech had placed two more sets of orbital anchors around Mercury near the poles of the planet, designed to prevent orbital deterioration or collapse, which could lead to devastation on the surface. The work was completed in March 2094, and Ganytech set around setting and Ganytech set around sending the 40,012 Valkyrie to set up an anomaly gateway stabilizer at Zeus's point. Discovered by the Zeus and the TS-2 six years earlier, as well as to discover the undiscovered interstellar gateway that had been theorized to exist for nearly three decades. By June 2094, the first anomaly gateway at Zeus's point would be installed, but stability of the interplanetary gateway itself in that region would still be erratic, collapsing, even threatening to implode frequently. Despite this, the Valkyrie headed forth towards the nearest interplanetary gateway and orbit around Saturn to explore the network in search of the Holy Grail, the Interstellar Gateway. 
When the Valkyrie entered Saturn's gateway, instead of heading out of the outer solar system towards Pluto, as theorists had speculated the location of the ISG to be, they headed back towards Earth in hopes of finding it somewhere buried in the asteroid belt. As Valkyrie was a fairly small ship, measuring only 100 meters long, it had incredible maneuverability through the asteroid belt. As it exited Jupiter's gateway just over an hour later, the Valkyrie journeyed to the asteroid belt at just under 1% the speed of light to allow constant, rigorous scanning of the space between Jupiter and the Red Planet. By the time that the Valkyrie had reached the site of the interstellar gateway over 310 million miles from Jupiter, over two days had passed since their last contact with colonies or homeworld, as out this far, old-fashioned communication took weeks to reach Europa from where they were stationed. When they got a reply from the homeworld via Europa, just over five weeks later, on July 11th, 2094, they were ordered to proceed into the interstellar gateway and attempt to locate a direct link between the interstellar and interplanetary gateways. When the Valkyrie received the 40,009 Frontier as backup three days later, both ships proceeded inside the interstellar gateway and set about searching for a link between the two cousin gateways. As they did so, the Frontier, with slightly more sophisticated scanning tech, noticed major subspace and gravimetric eddies and shears that reached out towards the sun, as well as away from it, spanning tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of miles along the network. These hazards within the network had to be traversed if any hope of finding a connection to the IPG was to be realized. Hours after they had entered, traveling along the gravitational waves, ebbs and flows of the network, they found a link to the IPG where space had significantly weakened in the vicinity of Venus's gateway. The Valkyrie and Frontier exited the interstellar gateway and left the network behind through Venus's exit. Reporting to Earth once they did, they informed CCN and the TSA of the location of the crossroads between the interplanetary and interstellar gateways. After this, efforts to make the VON more of a hub for interstellar travel began to mount, with these efforts reaching their climax nine months later, on February 22nd, 2095, when the last paths of the gateway slingshot were being placed on Venus's subpolar orbital anchor ring. From here, the rest of the 2090s were flooded with interstellar pioneering, as technology became more and more advanced and ready for interstellar space. A main example of this was the Frontier, which on March 14th, 2095, slingshotted from Venetian subpolar orbit, bound for the gateway 5.6 million miles from Venus itself. Reaching 1% the speed of light, it took 15 minutes for the Frontier to reach the Venetian Gateway before shooting out towards the edge of the solar system at over double its maximum speed at 17% the speed of light. Despite this insane speed, the journey to the nearest star, Caparia, would take over 15 years. 
the Frontier was declared a generational ship by the TSA and a new class of experimental sublight ships were engineered to break the 17% record and have a top speed of anywhere between one-fifth and one-quarter the speed of light. This was the direct precursor to factorial drive. In September 2095, six months after the Frontier had entered the Interstellar Gateway bound for Caparia, 1.7 light-years away, the work on Starflow Drive, driven by a build of momentum caused by solar winds, was completed, and construction on a special slingshot station that made use of the cascading of solar winds in the inner asteroid belt began. By the time the TS-2 had reached Uranus on April 5, 2096, the sole mining hub had been constructed and had a slingshot station orbiting it designed to send ships equipped with starfloat engines into interplanetary and interstellar space. In the first days of April 2096, before TS-2 entered orbit around Uranus, the planet was gifted its own relay alignment for communication with the rest of the colonized solar system. On April 8, 2096, after the 40,011 possibility had rendezvoused with the TS-2, TS-2 broke Uranian orbit and landed toward Pluto, accelerating to its highest safe speed on a journey that would take nearly 12 years. It had been nearly 13 years since TS-2 had left Earth, and command of the generational vessel was being juggled between the original commander and his eldest nephew. Back on Earth, rumors of a new class of missiles were beginning to take hold of the public. The rumors of a group of craft assumed to be called leviathans, living animals would have the ability to travel through space at speeds of up to tens of thousands of times faster than the staff of engines could. Meanwhile, Starfloat engines were being installed on 9 and 10 Martian ships and were also being recommended to power the rumoured BDX-5s that the Mercurians were said to be working on. By March 2097, the first BDX-5 vessel, the 50001 Apollo, was launched from Mercury Space Dock and assigned to an interstellar assignment to beat the 40009 frontier to the edge of the solar system without use of the interstellar gateway and journey to Caparia before the frontier could reach it. The Apollo left Mercurian orbit on April 7th, 2097 and began its journey to the edge of the solar system towards Farfarout, in a journey that would take three days to complete, another contemporary record breaker, considering a 12 billion mile journey. As the Apollo was making history, reaching 24% the speed of light, the frontier was also making major progress, as it had journeyed nearly a quarter of its total distance to Caparia. As the turn of the 21st century neared, celebrations on Earth, Mars, and Mercury were taking place to celebrate 30 years of the formation of the solar conglomerate in 2069. As such, Mars and Homeworld collaborated on the creation of a new fleet of ships, the 22X Starwinders, dedicated to the celebration of New Year's Day 2100. 
Since the Starflown engines had been properly tested and were trusted by even the Mercurians, the Starwinders were all fitted with the Starflow Mark II as they were launched from Space Dock in December 2098 for public usage. <coughs> as 2099 began, the Elemental's vessels were slowly being phased out <coughs> as Forgeman's vessels took the strain demand that they once had. <coughs> By April 2099, the last Elemental ships were returned to Earth and reintegrated into nature, some being donated as homes for the homebound Union, which was celebrating 30 years since they established themselves. As the inner solar system celebrated and pumped out, the first wave of 22x Starlighters. There was much work going on in the system of Jovian moons, particularly Ganymede and Io, as they launched their first crews of colonists and the now ancient DX-1 to explore and set up camp on Amalthea, Praxodike, and Thabe. The three crews of colonists that had once stacked Galilean moons had now launched into the greater expanse of Jovian moons. On October 12th, 2099, the second wave of explorers who constructed DX05 set out to explore the Jovian moons as a greater collective on a mission that would take them on a whistle-stop tour for scanning and checking possible colonization and terraforming sites that would start by scanning the innermost moons of Jupiter aside Thabe Amalthea and the Galilean moons. By October 19th, a week after the launch of DX05, the crew had scanned and explored three of the 72 unexplored moons remaining. Far beyond the extents of the outer solar system, the Apollo had travelled nearly half the distance to the edge of the Oort cloud in the two and a half years since its launch, making history by travelling at a consistent speed of 24% the speed of light. As January 2100 approached, Mars, Earth, Mercury, Ganymede, Io and Europa all came together for the 2099 Solar Conglomerate Conference on the VON and began to draw up the 2100 Act for Interstellar Exploration, which includes exponential progression towards two branches of FDL travel, one that would later be evolved into factorial drive via Leviathans and one that would be engineered by Mercurians. By that time, DX05 had, as well as Metis, Adrathia, and Themisto, explored Leda, Himalia, Lysithia, and Alara, and had started its two-week journey towards Carpo. On December 30th, 2099, DX05 began sending information back to Earth via the relay alignment 20 million miles from Jupiter which was then sent back to Europa for processing and planning. At this time, DX05 had achieved orbit around its 8th stop in the Jovian moon of Tor, Carpo. The crew of the DX05 decided to spend the days leading up to 2100 orbiting Carpo, studying it in further detail.
Initial signal of transmission five successfully broadcasted. Transmission signal terminated. Slash. Attempting automatic override procedure one slash alpha slash one slash override unsuccessful slash. Please input user and passcode to authorize manual override. Slash. Five seconds remaining. Slash. Your time has run 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 Warning, your broadcast will be lost if you abort your transmission now. Aborting trans Code 4, Code 4, breach detected, shutting down all essential systems. Code 4, Code 4, breach detected, shutting down all essential systems. Code 4, Code 4, breach detected, shutting down all essential systems. Code 4, Code 4, breach detected, shutting down all essential systems. Code 4, Code 4, breach detected, shutting down all essential systems. Code 4, Code 4, breach detected, shutting down all essential systems. Code 4, Code 4, breach detected, shutting down all essential systems. Code 4, Code 4. This is a warning to all of those who are still listening to these broadcasts. You are in violation of the t and you will cease this illegal action immediately. Failure to do so will result in your subjugation and memory scrambling. Those of you responsible for this breach of the ATI code will be stopped. Yes, 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 yes,